0: If the Denver Broncos are going to upset the Kansas City Chiefs at home this Sunday, what are some of the things they need to do? We'll take a look at our Keys to Victory Plus. You're going to hear from Broncos Offensive Coordinator Joe Lombardi and Defensive Coordinator Vance Joseph on a couple of things we're going to discuss deep on today's brand new installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome to another installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Mile High Sports is every team, every day for all your favorite Colorado sports teams. We have you covered. I'm Cody Rourke. I cover the Denver Broncos as a beat reporter here. You want Denver Nuggets coverage. We have the pickaxe and roll podcast with our Denver Nuggets beat reporter, Ryan Blackburn. Plus, you get the Hockey Mountain High podcast with Arif Dean covering the Colorado Avalanche. You get all that action here. On Mile High Sports, we just surpassed over 3.6K subscribers here on YouTube. We mean the world to us. If you love Colorado sports, subscribe down below so you never miss out on what's going on with all your favorite Colorado professional sports teams. Plus, you get some CU Buffs coverage from time to time from Anilo Piero and Chase Howe here. But I think Broncos country, one thing we need to dive deep into on today's episode of the show is we preview Sunday's matchup. The weather is getting colder, so if you are planning on traveling here for the game, make sure... You dress layered. It's supposed to be. I think there's a chance of snow before the game. I think it's supposed to be in the 30s around kickoff. And obviously with those afternoon games, once you get to that four o'clock feeling, maybe that third quarter, it gets really, really icy there. So something to keep an eye on here for you going forward here. But ultimately, the Broncos have one more practice today at the Centura Health Training Center in Dove Valley as they're gearing up for a Sunday showdown AFC West rematch against the Kansas City Chiefs, who they lost to just two weeks ago, 19-8, to where the offense really couldn't get going. And that was the story for the game because Denver's defense, we go back and we talk about, it. all right, hey, Denver's defense, who would have told me, would have held Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to just one total touchdown in that game, and then the 40% or 30% on third down conversion rate, I would have said, okay, hey, Denver's got a great chance to win that game the offense couldn't do anything. And look, that's a testament to obviously the Chiefs defense being vastly improved, I think, from what we have seen over the years. But more importantly, like they made it very, very difficult for the offense for Denver to get in rhythm. And I think that's going to be something that you absolutely have to change going forward here. So we'll see if Denver can find a way to bounce back because you're coming off that Sunday game against the Jets. You're going to that Thursday game. You don't really have a lot of time to install a true game plan. You don't get a lot of time to practice implementing that game plan. And that's something that Sean Payton told us after that game is he didn't like the game plan going in, but you know, also you have to understand, okay, what do you like? What don't you like? And now that Denver, you know, they played on Sunday last week Kansas city played on Sunday last week. They didn't have to worry about a Thursday night game. They're coming into this week's game. They have a lot of preparation. They've gotten a lot in and for the most part, they are relatively healthy. So we'll dive into our keys to victory here in just a moment, but I want to go through our practice report here, talking about injuries so far. Now, obviously, as I said, the Broncos have been relatively healthy here. There are two new names that did pop up on the injury report yesterday in Dove Valley offensive tackle. Garrett Bulls popped up with a hip designation. He was limited. He participated in practice. So that's the thing. During our media viewing portion that we saw, Garrett was in team stretch. Garrett was with the individual drills. We don't get to view any of the team period stuff for practice. So after individual period, we get to go back to the media workroom. So during that time, not sure if he was limited and and what the contingency plan is if Garrett, let's say hypothetically speaking, weren't able to go, maybe it'd be Demontre Jacobs, the undrafted rookie free agent, might be an elevation there. Could be Quinn Bailey, who's obviously got some experience playing tackle as well. But uh, Garrett should be fine to go. I mean, just from my observation watching him and stretch, watching him an in individual, I mean, it didn't seem like he was there. So when he popped up on the injury report, it's a little bit of a surprise to all of us. Uh, and the wide receiver Brandon Johnson popped up with a hamstring designation. So part of me is trying to figure out here. Okay, hey, we saw him during team stretch. We saw him during individual. Part of me is wondering. Usually, when an injury designation, when players get added to it, did this happen during practice to where they get added to it? I'm not sure. It's something we'll continue to monitor. But I mean, obviously, if it impacts Brandon Johnson's availability potentially on Sunday, maybe we will see a little bit more Marvin Mims. Maybe we'll see a little bit more a little Jordan Humphrey in terms of emphasis and volume in the offensive game plan and obviously the scheme and the reps there so I think that is something that we absolutely have to take a look at here but Broncos country let's dive into our keys to victory here we're going to take a look at one offensive key we're going to take a look at one defensive key and we're going to discuss and as you're watching along here make sure you drop in the YouTube comments your keys to victory what you want to see here for Denver also talk about players to watch so For the Broncos offense, I think the one key to victory against Kansas City, look, that defense right now, they're a top 10 defense in almost every major statistical category. They're the number one scoring defense right now in the NFL, and they are generating a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Two weeks ago, they sacked Russell Wilson four times. Last week against the Chargers, they sacked Justin Herbert five times. They hit him a total of eight times in that game, so they are finding ways to generate pressures, whether it's a zero blitz, whether the defensive line is just creating penetration in the backfield and hitting quarterbacks and getting them. And they did see a boost defensively with the return of Charles Omenihu on the defensive line. So you're going to have Karloftis Omenahu. You're going to also have Chris Jones, as we'll talk about and dive deep in on a little bit later on here in today's installment of the show. So for me, I think with how successful their pass rush has been and their pressure looks have been and their coverage has been on the back end of that secondary, you look at where Denver struggled in that first matchup. They couldn't pass the football. The the passing lanes were closed down. They would bow the pocket, and then they would get their hands up the defensive line, and it led to some batted passes there. Obviously, one of those batted passes in that Thursday game led to an interception. So I I think ultimately, where we're standing here right now, the Broncos offense has to come out in this game, and they have to run the football, right? And they have to try to gash Kansas City in the A-gap, B-gap. They have to try to get to the outside there because... That's the only way you can soften up this Chiefs defense. And that's not an easy task with those guys that I had just mentioned. And not to mention, they have guys in the secondary that are coming up and they're tackling really well also. So that is the dilemma here. But look, this is football. It's a numbers game. And you have to find a way to get good leverage. You have to find a way to take advantage of that. The Broncos rushing offense. They're coming off of a 145-yard rushing performance as a team collectively. Last week in their win against the Green Bay Packers, against a pretty solid front seven can Denver do that this week here against the Kansas City Chiefs? That, to me, is going to be a big test. Obviously, you no know Nick Bolton for the Chiefs. He had a wrist injury, had surgery. He's out six to eight weeks, but they still have a very, very talented defense. So I think that's something that we absolutely have to keep our eyes on this game for Denver offensively. If you can run the ball with Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan and Jaleel McLaughlin, and you can generate effective looks in production, well, then it'll open up your ability for Russell Wilson to attack the Chiefs a little bit in the passing game. And that's where the route concepts, because of how the Chiefs play a lot of inverted looks, like, for example, they'll play outside leverage with their corners. Their safeties will obviously be over the top, but then their nickel guys or their inside linebackers, they're going to cheat a shade over. So, for example, if you have a trips formation to the left, you're seeing the nickel guy play outside leverage of the number two receiver to take away anything going outside. They want to force things to go inside there. So that's the dilemma. That's the challenge. I'm very curious to see how Russell Wilson and passing game coordinator, Johnny Moe, as the players call him, how they devise a game plan up this week for that defensively. I mean, what the the idea and the cliche thing for me to say would be, okay, hey, stop Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey. Here's the deal. No one's doing that. No NFL team has figured out how to stop that dynamic duo. And look, now the the reintroduction of McCole Hardman is a dynamic there. You take a look. Obviously, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin coming off of a big game. Isaiah Pacheco can go off at any time. And then Jarek McKinnon has always been a guy that's somehow been a thorn on the side of the Denver Broncos in Denver they have a multitude of guys offensively that can just step up. You know, if you try to take away one option, they're going to have another guy that's going to try to get you. And that's why I think the Chiefs went out and they retraded for McCole Hardman, who they traded through the Jets this offseason, because they needed a guy that Mahomes can trust as he's continuing to build chemistry with guys like Rasheed Rice and obviously some of the other young guys that they have there. So for me, you know, look at where Denver's at in this game. Defensively, I think you have to bow the pocket. I think you absolutely have to try to do that because I think in that first matchup on, on Thursday Night Football, Denver did a really good job of bowing the pocket around Mahomes. homes, not getting too far upfield with their pass rushers, their defensive line, but just kind of bowing it around him like a, a horseshoe shape, to where if he's trying to scramble out, you can at least try to collapse it. And I think that Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, they did a good job. Their, DJ Jones didn't play in that game, so you're more than likely you're going to see. Zach Allen, DJ Jones, Mike Purcell, these three guys starting on the defensive line Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, and then you're going to reintroduce Baron Browning into the rotation alongside Ronnie Perkins, an edge rusher. Obviously, Kareem Jackson not playing in this game, suspended two games, so PJ Locke anticipated to step into that role here. Denver's going to have to avoid giving up big plays in the passing game. More importantly, If you're on a third down situation, understand where Travis Kelsey is, understand where he can attack your angles and your leverage, like the communication has to be on par. And if you can force Kansas City to settle for long field goals or get off the field on third down even better, right, then you have a really good chance if the offense can find a way to capitalize. It's hard because Kansas City, you look at them in almost all three phases, they're a complete football team. They understand how to, how to attack your weaknesses and maximize what they want to do to impose their will. And I think so far in this series, look, Denver obviously has lost 16 straight games. And the city has done that too much, far too often against the Denver Broncos. So we'll see where things adjust here going forward. But those are your keys to victory on offense and defense. We highlighted some of the key players to watch here, and we're going to continue diving deeper into that as we're going to hear from Joe Lombardi and Vance Joseph here in just a moment here. Broncos country, real quick, let me tell you about Superbook Sports. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book. That's Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the book next door. It's just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure that you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Superbook, they'll give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use promo code High. So bet with the best and use promo code High this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, as we jump into the second half action here on this morning's installment of Good Morning Broncos. Broncos country, I hope you're staying warm out there. The weather is chilly. I turn my heater on. I've got a fresh new cup of coffee, so make sure as you're listening to this or you're watching this, go pour yourself a cup of coffee as we break all the action down ahead of Sunday's matchup. 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time, kickoff and power field at Mile High. It is spooky season here coming up, and obviously, There's a lot of storylines maybe coming up after the Broncos game against the Chiefs. We'll see how things go. Obviously, with the NFL trade deadline coming up next week, we'll dive deep into that. You can have more expectations on conversations and obviously reaction to things as they happen here on Good Morning Broncos on Mile High Sports and also MileHighSports.com for all the up-to-date action that you're going to get by the minute anytime something goes on there. Check it out, MileHighSports.com here. We got to hear from Broncos offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi yesterday following practice And, and one of the things we talked about with him was just you know the run game and also Chris Jones what dynamic does this guy provide that really impacts how you call a game as a play caller here but I think first off we talked about it in our keys to victory Denver's gonna have to find a way to run the football and if the game can be close Denver's got a really good chance and sometimes this season Denver has abandoned the run game That's because they've either trailed by two or more scores or the circumstances of the game prohibit them from doing just that. I mean, abandon it. Uh, Hopefully you never have to do that. If it happens, it's usually because, you know, the score has got out of hand, Um, but you know, you're trying to stay balanced, not be predictable, but I think, you know, when the run game has been efficient as it has been for us, it's, it's a lot easier to stick with it. And, uh, yeah, we can that. And I think it's just about consistency and finding your rhythm. And look, I think that the Broncos offense with those three backs, Javante, Samaje, and Jaleel, and even Russ using his legs, I think that those guys have had a very good dynamic in the, the last couple of weeks here. Look, even against the Chiefs in that first game, Denver was able to run the ball well, except you know, you're know, you down 13-0. Denver was still able to run the ball a little bit in that third quarter, maybe even going to the fourth with the score being whatever it was at that point because it wasn't necessarily out of hand. It's just in situations where Denver started to get into a passing mode or a passing mindset, the Chiefs found a way to get a takeaway. And and look, that's tough. Like Denver's defense gave the Broncos offense every opportunity in that first matchup to do things. And now the offense has to find a way to get more rhythm than they had in that first game. Obviously, 94 yards in the first half in that Thursday night game, not acceptable. You can't have that type of production here. Uh, this upcoming Sunday against a well-rested Kansas City Chiefs team but you know one thing about that Chiefs team is they have one guy on the defensive side of the ball who's a thorn in anybody's side and they move him around everywhere we're talking about Chris Jones defensive lineman extraordinaire there for Kansas City here's what Joe Lombardi said about the challenge and what he presents to the Broncos offense yeah it's I mean wherever he is he's a challenge and uh... You know, I know when, when they first started doing that, there was like, oh, good, I, I want him on the edge. I don't want to have to block him at the three technique, but he's certainly disruptive everywhere he goes. So he's just, he's one of those guys, you know, it's not every week that you put a jersey on your scout team or the interior defensive lineman. Is, but when you're playing him, it's not like Mack, like we have to know where he is your And I found that a little perplexing as well, too, because usually he's dominating on the interior as a three tech. He can slide in and play inside that A-gap. But then in that one matchup against Denver on Thursday Night Football, there was a time he lined up outside wide against Mike McGlinchey. And look, Mike's going to have his work cut out for him this week once again. He's going to need to bounce back in a big way, and I'm sure that the Chiefs are going to try to do some of the same things that they found success with in that first matchup. Now we're going to take it to Broncos defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph. Now last week they made a personnel change on the defensive side of the ball. They benched Damari Mathis, who played well in that Kansas City Chiefs game in that first one on Thursday Night Football. But then they introduced Fabian Moreau, a veteran cornerback, into the starting lineup this past week against the Green Bay Packers. And Vance Joseph thought that he played relatively well. He played very clean, and, and that's, that's his role. You're know, a corner opposite of Patrick. You've got him ready for all kind of looks and different different concepts and routes. And he's a veteran guy who's a bunch of football at a high level. and uh, he played clean for us, it was it, it was it was fun to see. And I felt like for Fabian too, he came in. Had good rhythm to him in terms of what he was doing coming up against the run. It pass coverage. There was a lot of times where he got in phase, had good coverage on some downfield throws there. You're going to have to continue to do that against this Chiefs team because, look, with Travis Kelsey, more than likely Patrick Sertan probably following Travis Kelsey around a little bit like he did in that first matchup. I think that you have to find a way to maximize your opportunities against those other guys. And look, they're going to take some shots at Fabian Moreau in this game because, look, no one wants to really go after... A guy like Patrick Sertan, though Patrick Mahomes will try to do it, and he may try to go wherever Justin Simmons is, and that's why. Look, Justin Simmons has the most interceptions of any player against Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. So can Justin, for the third consecutive game, generate an interception against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, it's something we're going to monitor and watch in this weekend's game here, obviously for the Broncos. But one thing that Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense—they do really well. Mahomes is good at improvising, right? So it goes back to the key that I had. The victory on the defensive side of the ball, bowling the pocket here when they run the scramble drill. They're so efficient. That's something that Broncos' defense, according to Vance Joseph, highlighted as an area they absolutely have to buckle down on. It's 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 different. It's it's rare that you combine his his instincts and his arm talent with how they run their scramble drill. You know, I mean, if you watch their offense, it's the same place, but uh, the shade of it looks different because they all stop it. Find some zones, so if you're in zone and he's buying time, you better get attached to the guy. So zone becomes hand very quickly, now, but it's impressive to watch, and it's happened every single week, you know. And, and teams are talking about it, right? And having plans to get attached earlier during the scrambles, but it's not happening, so we got to figure it out this week. But um, it's a tough hour. Couldn't agree more with Vance there, it's the biggest challenge there, and he's a guy obviously because of his elusive nature can spin around, right? You chase him to the right side, he'll Plant his foot, spin around, backside left. Like you have to be on your p's and q's here against Patrick Mahomes. The Broncos will wrap up practice here today at the Centura Health Training Center in Broncos Country. The next time I get to see you all in the morning is going to be next Monday, following the Broncos game. We'll go through the post-game recap, the aftermath, and whether or not the outcome of the game, whatever it may be, how does it impact the upcoming NFL trade deadline? You're going to get all that on next week's brand new episode and installment of Good Morning Broncos.